This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, everybody, it's Josh Rutledge, your co-host for Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support us more, please head over to our website, fearscapepodcast.com. There you can click on store and browse some really awesome t-shirts and maybe pick a couple up or even go to our Patreon page and see how you can support us monthly. We love bringing you awesome content just as much as you like listening to it. Enjoy the show. The following program is presented for entertainment purposes. WCHQ does not necessarily endorse the ideas presented. Fearscape is a program that explores the legends and lore around many creepy and scary things. Information is researched and presented in an entertainment fashion and is presented based off of what we found. Legends have a way of changing over time. So... gentlemen welcome back to fearscape here on 100.9 fm wchq and the destination nation network Ooh, i am stefan your host joined as always by my co-host josh how's it going today it's going pretty well it is going pretty well uh we had a really great halloween super pumped about that halloween is always my favorite time of oh, the yeah. year but now we are officially moving into like deep fall and winter and uh, just all kinds of craziness. All of the veil. The veil is open. And speaking of the veil, uh, we may have mentioned it, but uh, the two of us, plus uh, host of CHQ's Country Roots, Naoma, uh, she came with us. The three of us and two other people went and did a ghost hunt at a local establishment here in Louisville called The Bardstown over on 1801 Bardstown Road. It's a Shakespeare-themed pub and theater. In fact, uh, as an improviser, I've been performing there since it opened. Uh, and the owner, Doug Shetty, gave us the opportunity to do a ghost hunt there. And so we're going to be talking about that yep. today. So Some great experiences there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So hold on to your blankies there for that one. But before we get into that, we want to get into a little bit of spooky news. All right. It has been a crazy couple weeks for spooky news because everybody and their mother is doing spooky news oh, yeah. <laughs> and so so many like things on haunted houses we don't need that we're looking for stuff that's you know a little a little more than just the hey come visit the haunted house okay so some of you guys know that recently edward snowden who is you know the guy that released all the WikiLeaks guy yeah. right no WikiLeaks is um uh Jean Berger, whatever his name is, <laughs> but the Swedish chef. Yeah, okay. he he. But he did. Uh, yeah, so re- something release. He was the CIA guy that yep. that yep. released all that information. Well, there's a news story that's come out because he's written a book, and so the news story here from CNN.com says Edward Snowden searched the CIA's networks for proof that aliens exist. And so that was one of the things that he did while he was getting all the information to put out there. Uh, So here's the story. It says, PSA for all the Area 51 stormers, chemtrail believers, and climate change deniers. Edward Snowden has searched the depths of the U.S. intelligence networks and can report the conspiracy theories are not true. Hmm. As a former employee of the CIA and the contractor for the National Security Agency, Snowden had access to some of the nation's most closely held secrets. And like any curious mind with access to the CIA's version of Google might do, he went in search of answers to some of society's most pressing questions. As it turns out, the U.S. government is not aware of any intelligent extraterrestrial life, he says. Now, I don't know how I feel about that since the Navy just came out themselves. Right. <laughs> so, said, right. right, but this yeah. is just the CIA. You well, know. I mean, maybe it's maybe they've got it in a folder, you know, marked, um, you know, high school pictures. Yeah. And so that nobody finds it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> or it was above his even the, yeah. the security level he went. But right. anyways, 
He says, uh, for the record, as far as I could tell, aliens have never contacted Earth, or at least they haven't contacted U.S. intelligence. Uh, this all comes from Snowden's memoir, Permanent Record. He did also say that the moon landing did, in fact, occur. He says, in case you were wondering, yes, man really did land on the moon. Climate change is real, and chemtrails are not a thing. <laughs> Does it say anything about flat earthers? I don't no, know. No, nothing on there. <laughs> uh, the NSA whistleblower addressed the conspiracies on an episode of the Joe Rogan Experience, uh, released Wednesday, saying that there's no evidence of aliens or chemtrails and the like. He says, I know, Joe, I know you want there to be aliens. I know Neil deGrasse Tyson badly wants there to be aliens, and there probably are, right? But the idea that we're hiding them, if we are hiding them, I had ridiculous access to the networks of the NSA, the CIA, the military, and all these groups. I couldn't find anything. So if it's hidden and it could be hidden, it's hidden really damn well, even from the people who are on the inside. I mean, that, that would make sense, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. would want to make that the circle of, of people who know has to be really small. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to get out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it goes on to say, to be fair, the man revealed a massive program of surveillance run by the U.S. government and is now living in exile in Moscow. If the U.S. government was keeping secrets about aliens and UFOs in Area 51 or elsewhere, surely Snowden would have been the one to find out. So why are people on the Internet so keen to believe in conspiracy theories? That's a question Snowden does have the answer to. He says, everybody wants to believe in conspiracy theories because it helps them make sense of life. It helps us believe that someone is in control, that someone is calling the shots. I guess it gets back to the whole why a lot of people believe in religion and higher power and everything else is there's somebody else in control. Right, exactly. So, So a conspiracy theorist... That is the, that's their religion. Yeah. Conspiracy I, I mean, here's the thing. I I already think that it's much bigger access than he even had class to because, trust me, Donald Trump would have told us all in five seconds. Oh, yeah. And he would have been this like, is huge. I've met this ship. I went on this ship. It was huge. huge. I'm putting a Trump Tower in, in, the, in the ship. You'll never believe it. They have golden toilets yeah, on the spaceship. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, that's one thing I already knew. I mean, it's like, it's got to be, I've always believed kind of in that shadow government, that higher than the level of president <coughs> stuff. Yeah. Um, I feel like you have to. I mean, you've got random people coming into this office every four to eight years. Like, right. There's got to be someone else in control. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> the Illuminati, Joe Rogan. <laughs> it's the Illuminati. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, any more comments on that? Nope. Yeah, nope. I don't believe you. Snowden. Snowden. Or Snowden. Who knows? He could have been like the aliens were like, listen, bro. Yeah. <laughs> don't we'll say cut, anything. We'll cut you in. Like, we'll give you France if uh, we will. We will show you exactly what happened in Tunguska, since you're in Russia and can actually go there. Uh, we'll we'll give you that. Just don't say anything. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, that was spooky news. All right. So uh, we are going to forego creepy ketchup. Oh yeah, because it's, it's all about. Because nice topic. we not only are we going to be talking about some of the history of the board, the board's town uh, and things like that, but we're going to share our experience there uh, and the things that we experienced. Yeah. Right. Um, so but for Brad's sake, I'm still going to play the song. Cue the creepy ketchup music. Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Y'all, it's creepy. Suck it, Brad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so before we uh, move on, I do want to give a big thanks to uh, Angie Fenton and WHAS 11 and uh, Great Day Live. They had us on there, so we actually got to talk about this show coming up. Uh, as well as our next show with Rob Lee uh, that'll be happening. Um, so big shout out to them. They gave us a segment on there, of course, during Halloween week. Oh, so yeah. It was it was great fun. If you didn't get a chance to see that, go check out our Facebook page at, uh, you know, uh, facebook.com slash fearscapepod. Go check it out and, uh, you know, see the smiling, beautiful faces of That's your right. hosts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Put a face to the voice. Put a face to the voice. Uh, so, yeah. So we went to the Bardstown. This is, like I said, 1801 Bardstown Road. I'm going to plug the heck out of it for Doug Shuddy. He's a great guy. Uh, absolutely super cool. Uh, invited us to come there when, w- without question yep. when we asked him. We were looking for a place to, uh, to do a ghost hunt for for Halloween, and uh, he hooked us up without question. We got Naoma was there, uh, her husband Mitch, and their friend Clint, who's now is our friend. Yep. Uh, we had a really great time. 
And uh, yeah, this place is a Shakespeare pub. It's super cool. So you got downstairs. It's got a bar area, restaurant. There's a side area where there's a lounge and tables. And then there's an entire upstairs that's a theater um, as well as a living space uh, for the owner. We didn't go into his living no, space, no. but uh, you know, so that's there as well as an attic and and two basements. So yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was awesome that he let us in there. I mean, had some great experiences there. And, uh, you know, thanks, Doug. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, let's get it talking a little bit about this area and uh, the building itself. Yeah. So I thought it would be good to give some context. And so let's go back and talk about um, where the Bardstown building is, uh, the area that it exists in, and kind of the history there. So for those who may not know, the Bardstown exists in the area of Louisville called the Highlands. Right, and it's 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 on Bardstown Road, which is where the uh, the the moniker comes from. Right, because um, this road leads to Bardstown, Kentucky. Correct, and so he named it the Bardstown because he's an actor and Shakespeare guy. Well, Bard being yeah, yeah exactly. The, the, it works. Yeah, I love it. it. I think it's yeah, a great idea. Yeah, so great. yeah, it sits in an area of Louisville called the Highlands. It's cool. Yep. So um, <clears throat> for for those who may drive into the Highlands, you may not think, well, this is not very high, <laughs> but. <laughs> In um, in the 1700s, it was because there was all the thing that was out there was plantation space, and so to get from uh, downtown Louisville area into that area of town mm-hmm. was a, a quite a big step up in yeah. in in, uh, in the uh, terrain. So that's why it was dubbed the Highlands, because you have to remember Louisville is in a valley. So everything around Louisville is not in a valley. Yeah, I mean, just come up from Cherokee Park and you'll see. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, just you know, if you if you're ever on a really clear day on Bardstown Road out closer to like Hurstbourne Lane area, mm-hmm. you can see downtown, mm-hmm. and you're almost at the same level as most of the buildings in downtown. Yeah, I mean, this whole area is, was hilly. I mean, you look at Phoenix Hill area, right at Phoenix Hill on Baxter, you can really see it dip down. Yeah. Like, that's where you can definitely start to see well, there's, it. there's, you know, all those hills out around past the airport, mm-hmm. um, Iroquois Park, all that kind of good stuff. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, definitely a lower area. And so, again, in the, in the 1700s and the 1800s, when they started to kind of um, uh, expand out from, from the downtown local area, uh, they started to build up the Highlands area. Now, the plantation that existed here originally um, was... Uh, kind of bought out by an individual, and, and they they got into the uh, trolley car uh, business. And so <clears throat> a lot of people don't realize that Bardstown Road used to have um, the, the term Douglas Loop comes from the fact that there was a trolley that ran down Bardstown Road up to Douglas Boulevard and then looped <laughs> around. I did not know And that. went back downtown. I have always wondered. <laughs> so that's what it was. Yeah, I've definitely seen a lot of pictures. Uh, there's a really great Facebook page. I think it's called Louisville Then and Now. And he finds old pictures and then tries to take the picture exactly in the same spot, yep. in the same angle and everything to show you what it looks like now. Um, but yeah, like there are so many great old trolley pictures down Bardstown Road. So the... Um, um, Building or buildings actually that make up the Bardstown were actually not built until around the 1900s to 1930s era, mm-hmm. um, and that's the best that I could find for when the area of town that is Bonnie Castle and Douglas—I can't think of it—it's Douglas something hyphenated, but that's where the Bardstown kind of sits. Yeah, Deer and, Park, I think, is is the area too. Yeah, I believe Pretty so. Close to Deer Park. So yeah. that that whole area was really kind of built out. Um, Around the 1900s to 1930s era, can't nail down exactly when those the two buildings that are now kind of one retail right, space without were, digging into city right. records. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to go down to the courthouse or the library and kind of dig through things. Although it would be really neat to find out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those things were kind of erected. Let's say at that point in time, and and like a lot of buildings in that period, um, the first level was retail space, and the second level was living space. Mm-hmm. And probably a lot of times, whoever owned or operated the retail space on the first level lived in the upstairs uh, living space. Unless you were H.H. H. Holmes, and then yeah. <laughs> he leased out it to other people right. so that he could use that money to come in to build his secret traps. <laughs> right, exactly. So um, we know that um, based on some of the other folks that went and did the hunt with us, um, some of the research that they found 
that the, at least one of the buildings was the retail space was used as a pharmacy. Yes. Um, we know that uh, the owner, Doug, has spoken with a couple of the older gentlemen, now older, who uh, lived in some of the um, upstairs living space at some point in time when it was a pharmacy. Um, but we don't know exactly when um, all of that took place. Just know that it was sometime in the early 1900s. Early 1900s. Yeah. So that that's kind of some of the, the history. And I, and I think, um, based on what other people have provided, that if you go to the Bardstown, what is now the bar area of the Bardstown is where the pharmacy was. Right. Uh, yeah, because there was – the building was split. And so – yeah, so that was some of the, you know, we were, we were there talking that night. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I, thought, I think maybe Naoma may have said that at some point in time, the when the buildings were, were separated, the uh, grassy space in between them might have been used as a, as as like a graveyard, a graveyard yeah, for, for family Yeah, I heard members. that as well from different people there. Um, that, yeah, it was used as like a family, family burial plot. Yeah. And, and it could have been before the buildings were put there, too. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. It's very possible. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely that space was. And it is. It's a chilling space. Yeah. Like, just anywhere where that empty space used to be, what, no matter what floor you're on, it, it felt. And, and even for um, someone who's not really um, claustrophobic, it still mm-hmm. just felt. Yeah, closed in. Yeah. For sure. So, <clears throat> what's really interesting or I think is interesting, and, and I was talking with someone else today uh, about this episode coming up, and um, was telling them, you know, about the the graveyard and things, and they said, "Well, wouldn't have they have just been put in a community graveyard?" And so it's it's, it's really interesting to realize that um, uh, family graveyards, even in a city type setting, were still pretty commonplace. Yeah. Uh, in the early 1900s, um, you know, there are, there are actually places all over. It, Louisville Zoo actually has yes, they a graveyard in the middle of the zoo yep. because that land. So does Kings Island. Kings oh, Island has one okay. too. And uh, r- literally right around the corner from where I live, it's there's like a small. I mean, it's small. It's got like maybe eight eight gravestones, but it's right there on the yeah. corner, right next to the gas station. And so you know, it's <laughs> it's either you know probably that, and I didn't really do a lot of research into why people don't get moved, but I would mm-hmm. assume it's either. They can't get permission from the family or the estate to move the graves, or there's no space in a community graveyard because that that costs money. Yeah, or even then, some people just don't want to because they know it's disrespectful to move, and so right. they won't. They'll leave it there. Right. So I mean, we've all watched Poltergeist, <laughs> <laughs> the gate. <laughs> but even then, a lot of times they'll say they move things and yeah. that they didn't. Right. Uh, I mean, there's yeah. We, I think one of the times that uh when steven stanick was on he was talking about the um uh, them laying the uh, uh conduit or whatever up in new york and and they came across a native american body that yep. was wrapped around a pipe yeah that obviously they didn't move the first time around yeah so yep yeah and i mean i told you like growing up in toledo we 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 used to find coffin handles because it's where the old toledo cemetery used to be until they expanded and before then, it was a Native American burial ground as well, which is why they thought it was perfect ground to bury in. Yeah. And so, yeah, we used to find stuff, and we used to wonder all the time. And, and just because a body was moved, let's play this game, just because a body was moved doesn't mean the spirit moved. Right. You know, the spirit doesn't always follow the body. Right. So, you know, those spirits could still hang hang loose, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially if they're attached to a, a place. Yeah. Rather than a, a thing. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So... But yeah, so that's a little bit of the history of the area where the Bardstown is and then what we could dig up on the actual buildings of the Bardstown. So now, let's jump into that night. You're pumped, dude. I like, am pumped. You're pumped. So here, here's, here's Josh, who is the skeptic that wants to believe and had a revelation. Oh, yeah. It <laughs> he was, found, found the ghost Jesus. It was the, it was the most... <laughs> Uh, w- wouldn't that be the Holy Ghost? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. We'll have to ask our friend. Uh. But um, but yeah, I mean, it was the most uh, eye-opening experience that I've ever had. And it's interesting for me because I've done these a few times, and it was uh, a little less than what I'm used to. So I'm excited for you to get somewhere where it just knocks you backwards. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm interested to hear because we didn't do a lot of talking that night, um, or at uh, five o'clock in the morning when we finally went right. home. Um, but I'm interested to hear, you know, like your, uh, so I guess your experience. Through, yeah, and through I'm excited. I hope Naoma shows up 
because uh, she, you know, she does her live show while we're yep. recording. So I'm hoping she shows up. We can grab her for a few seconds. Oh yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> so uh, I, I guess let's let's talk about some of the I guess pre work that we did. Yeah, so we did some pre work. Um, so we all did some research. We all talked to Shetty, um, and he gave us some stories. Now. Some of the things. So first of all, let's just tell you my experiences. OK, I, I've been performing there for nine, ten years. And throughout that time, I mean, and I've mentioned this on past shows, I've seen a man in all gray, like a gray suit with a gray uh, rain jacket on and hat and glasses looked very much like Clark Kent from the old Superman yep. TV show. Standing on the stage, I turned. There's no one there. It was out of the corner of my eye. I've seen the door to the green room while I'm sitting backstage like unlatch open up and then i was like whoa 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 and then it closed and it latches itself because you have to turn it to latch it Mm. you know i've seen that i've seen a woman in there which is the classic ghost that everyone sees is this woman from the 1800s which we will get to because i'm pretty sure we had a pretty great experience with her um and then doug himself believes there are multiple ghosts there and one of them is a trickster um, he has had many things, and he has caught a lot of stuff on camera. Uh, things moving. Um, he's had just pipes just pull, like not drop, but pull to the left and then drop, like his big um, uh, heating and cooling oh, the pipes. Pipe. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the video where it just pulled to the left and then dropped. That's like, crazy. Yeah. I, you know, just so much stuff. And he has had. Uh, and one day we'll get him on here and just have him tell stories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's where he's been in bed. He's been held down. I mean, just everything that you can think of. Right. He's there by himself. So, so <laughs> much. But so, he's caught so much. But I mean, there's one where we've seen the woman in the, in the video, like his security cam. Like you can make that out. I mean, it is obviously this woman in this old timey dress. I mean, just just so much stuff. But he's had so much stuff go wrong there like that seems supernatural in nature that there was no way this could have happened repair people would come and say did somebody pull this did someone do this you know you need to file the police report constantly constantly he's had this happen to him (laughs) so but yeah so we did we did some research and well and i think you know we we actually i think got into uh when we when we all kind of first arrived you know you with some candles, I think we had some. Oh yeah, I read some tarot. Yeah, because um, we had to wait a little bit because we didn't want to do this hunt with people there. Right. So we we had access to the theater um, after the last show, but there was still karaoke going on downstairs. So we did stuff where we didn't really have to record. Right, because you know at the end of the day, whatever evidence we find, we didn't want someone to come along and say, "Well, you only that that sounds like somebody singing," you know. Uh, Sweet child Brit- of mine. Britney Spears or something <laughs> downstairs in the basement, right? So right. So we did a lot. So we set up a Ouija board, but we didn't use it. Um, not yet, anyways. Um, and then we set up my tarot reading. Um, Josh, you'd never had a tarot reading no, before. So how was, was that for you? That was a really cool experience. Um, it really opened my eyes. I mean, it, <clears throat> um, still... I mean, I, w- I went home and talked to my wife about it, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Well, but anyway, Stefan knows you." And like, well, I, mean, I asked the same question, you know, what if you didn't know me? You know, <laughs> what would be the same? So it was, but it was it was really interesting to to have that done. Yeah, so. and you know, I get that a lot. You know, friends are the most least trustworthy because we know. But to me, I love reading friends because I can give you an even better reading right. because I know you and I can flesh out things. Because you know, uh, we had guys' night with our friend Thorny where we all hung out together. Well, the next day, I did a tarot party for a bunch of people and I didn't know any of them but one person and I was tearing through these reading people crying people you know just going through so it's like I don't know you yeah <laughs> how, but, how can I do this don't right? know you from Adam you know but so. to me it's just that the spirits my guardians or whatever are using the cards as a way for me to tell their story to them yeah so so I'll just say that that from the experience that I had at the Bardstown I have all new um uh, let's say more developed theories around some of the things that we talk about on the show. Yeah, absolutely. So we were there. We um, we lit some sage and uh, some incense and tried to cleanse the space because we wanted a good time, not angry ghosts, right. not Zach Pagans <laughs> trying to antagonize ghosts. Now he's blind in one eye for the same reason. And I don't want to do all that stuff. No. And so we were trying to be kind. And, you know, Naoma and Clint and those guys had done some research as well. Um, and we found out, you know, Naoma was really good about talking to Doug about stuff. And, you know, we found out about the woman, which we're pretty sure her name was Mary. Um, and so we, we talked a lot about her. You know, Shetty was always like, oh, well, you know, 
She doesn't seem as mean or anything, but yeah. she's definitely around a lot. Uh, he then, my favorite part, though, is before we get going, because he knew we were just kind of killing time, right? He's like, do you guys want access to the attic? Yeah. And we all go, there's an attic? Yeah. <laughs> that, that attic was... I've been uh, performing there yeah. for nine years, dude. I never knew there was an attic. And there's a doorway, and I guess I just never questioned it. And there was this massive, yeah. massive... Well, and it even had two parts. Like yeah, you, two parts. You for, to, it went to both buildings. Or you could crawl through a, a crawl space to get to the other side of the yeah, attic. Yeah, and there, you know, it's your classic attic. There's stuff everywhere, yeah. and it's tall. It's really, really yeah. tall, um, which was really cool. So it was big and open. And so we all took turns and did uh, went up there and just, uh, you know... Turned off the lights. Well, yeah. we didn't well, turn off the lights at first. No, we, we took some pictures. Yeah. I think uh, Clint maybe got a picture with an orb in it. Yeah. Um, a couple things like that. But then we then we decided to move over to some EVP. And for those who may not know, EVP is electronic voice phenomena. phenomena. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, um, so yeah, it's basically where you turn on a like a uh, some type of voice recorder. You ask questions and you let... If anything is answering, you may not be able to hear it, but the voice recorder may pick up right. on and it. And we tried using a ghost box as well, as well as, you know, uh, listening back. We've got an app that was suggested to us by some ghost hunters that uh, pulls words sometimes. And uh, so that was pretty interesting. We got some interesting stuff that kind of fleshed out the history that we knew. Yep. So that was very interesting. Um, but, yeah, it was creepy. And then we also went into the green room So because the green room was away from the noise, too. So we go into the green room, and Clint and Naoma went upstairs to the attic. They were going to – Naoma had this whole plan with Clint because she thought that he was a negator. Like, he would just, like, negate any energy. <laughs> and I'm a like, neutral, hey, he's yeah. a nice guy. Right. He's a nice guy. There no was one all, wants to be called neutral. Yeah, no, except for Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> they will live by that. Right. Um, but, yeah, we go into the green room, which is one of my – you know, favorite spots because I spend a lot of time in there, and uh, we turn off all the lights, man. And you and I are just hanging in yeah. there, and then all of a sudden, noise just happens in the back corner. Yeah, it's like something's rattling, rattling and, and yeah. moving, and like it was nuts. There was no wind blowing right. in there. Like the, I think we had actually at that point in time we had turned up the uh, the air so the furnace and everything would kick off. We wouldn't have that bothering yeah. anything. Yeah. So I mean, it was dead. In yeah, whether the fan wasn't on. No. And then it, like, started moving. The noise started moving closer to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you were, like, getting kind of a sense maybe that there was something else in there. Yeah. And we were using that uh, that app you were talking about mm -hmm. that uh, kind of suggests words. And the word came up. It was, like, ignore. Yeah, ignore him. Yeah. Uh, so it's like there was two things in there. Yeah. And, and it, the something we were talking to. And so then it felt, because then it, we both felt like we saw, like, a black figure in that back corner that did not feel nice right um and so we were like just just no um and, and the same thing naoma and i went up to the attic and her and i both were like there almost at, at the exact same time we both go there's a kid in here um you know both naoma and i both claim to be psychic a little bit naoma more so than me but i mean her and i were feeling things at the same time and literally we're both like there's a kid and she goes it's got red eyes and i was like yes it does and we did not feel good about this yep. kid in any way, shape, or form. And, like, it definitely felt like it was indeed probably the trickster spirit it, at first. Like, that's, yeah. that's what we felt like, you know, because we also felt that woman was there as well, yeah. this Mary. And, you know, and, and between our psychic intuition and, you know, the words app and, and things like that, we kind of got this idea that she felt responsible for this kid. Yep. Um. Uh, maybe it was her kid. We didn't know. Yeah. Like, we just didn't know. The only thing we knew is that uh, Doug had told us that there was an assault that took place up there. And in, in the early days, there was an assault. Um, and it was a woman. And she was more than likely murdered. And, you know, and so that's who we think that it was. Yeah. You know, and what if she was pregnant? Right? Well, and, and I think the, um, the later on experience probably um, maybe solidifies that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, just between that room and, and then the, the attic, I mean, just so much well, stuff. Well, we were up in the attic, just you and I, yeah. and we were doing, you know, we, we traded places with Naomi and Clint, and um, and I just, <laughs> I hardly couldn't be up there in, in pitch black. I mean, it was oh, just, yeah. it was bothering me. So, I just, um, I kind of like internally focused and said, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just this 
ray of light. Anything that comes near me, I'm a ray of light. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think you had said something about um, you didn't feel as much when you were up there with me like you were when you were up there with Naomi. Yeah. So I wondered if you know my pulsing light from <laughs> from. Right, and that's very possible. And and you had said something to me about it, and I was like, turn it down. You know, because uh, you were putting out white light to yeah. try to heal, and I'm like, well, that also can push things away. Right. So it's like, let's turn it down for right now and see what happens. Yeah. Let's shield. And I know listeners were getting to a lot of psychic New Age <laughs> things, but bear with us. Yeah, um, I, I'm a big believer in this stuff, and so is Naoma. And so I was like, you know, let's shield. Let, let's, you know, let's listen. Um, now, I... None of the stuff that I recorded, I didn't get anything. Yeah, I went back and listened to all the things that I recorded, and I didn't get anything either. Um, Clint got something yep. uh, on there, and he still has a lot of footage he's got to go through, because he not only did he uh, audio record, but he also video recorded, and Naoma did as well. And uh, so they've been going through stuff as well. Um, they found some stuff. I mean, we've got Clint saying something i don't remember what he said but he was like do you guys remember saying that we were like no not at all yeah i mean it was it was and it like seemed out of place and it almost like he's talking and then it seems like he's in a different spot and then back to himself right yeah so it definitely is from what from my listening to it it's definitely a, a different interaction there right so. and so i'm gonna play that for you right now okay who's it so yeah, I mean it's short, it's sweet. I mean take 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 it with a grain of salt, whatever. Right. Um, but to us, it seemed very interesting because yep. we were there and we knew what was going on and things that were said and stuff like that. So. So yeah, so um, I guess uh, from there we all just kind of moseyed back out into the theater area. Um, mm-hmm. Decided that, you know we got a drink and and then I think you sat down in front of the Ouija board. Uh, Naoma was kind of standing off to your side, and and I was sitting there uh, playing with it. We had some dowsing rods, so I was sitting there. Oh like, yeah, I forgot. Naoma I brought like, dowsing rods. Like how do these like work? And I was just you know was kind of messing with them and stuff. And uh, so I'm sitting there holding, you know, out in front of me these dowsing rods, and you're sitting at the uh, uh, Ouija board. And don't forget the monster that was growling in the background. Oh yeah, his name is Mitch. It's Naoma's husband <laughs> uh, who fell asleep within the first thirty. Yeah, minutes the of wildebeest being there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holler to Mitch. Holla. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So you had the dowel rods going on, and Naomi's like, she's here. Yep. And she's like, someone else is here too. And I don't get a good vibe from him. We established that it wasn't the kid because we started to feel like that the kid actually wasn't the bad one. It was being used. Yep. Uh, and this is something that's uh, in movies a lot now, which is spirits taking over spirits, right. like in Conjuring Two. Well, the whole uh, the Smurl family haunting, right? Yeah. You have the, the the demon or whatever using using the, the energy spirit. from the other spirits, right? So. And so I was just sitting down at the Ouija board, face on, and I felt we're getting into weird territory yep. now. Okay, skeptics, I know, but I felt something sit in me, like, and take control of my hand. Like, I was going along for the ride. Yeah, I mean, it, at one point in time, I looked up, and you were just like, just, I mean, it was almost like you were spasming with your hands on the it board. Was I mean, it was moving so fast. Yeah. So, I, I've never in my life done Ouija by myself. Not once, not ever, ever, ever. And yes, to all you listening, I protected the Ouija board. I did spell work. I may, I always take care of everything because I don't like evil spirits catching on. But I immediately knew that it was Mary. And she confirmed that her name was Mary. And she's moving really fast. Yeah. And you could tell she's scared. And I'm speaking through Naoma as well. Like, she's speaking to Naoma because Naoma can feel her emotions. I can feel her emotions. But like I said... I all I could do was move my eyes and look and see and try to read what was going on. Right. So, you know, I think you all had asked, like, uh, you know, was your name Mary? And yes. And then, you know, um, at one point in time, a question had come up. Um, she she said, or Naoma asked about crossing over, and she said she couldn't. Yeah, because the the person who assaulted her was there. Was there, and he's the one that always held her there. Right. And um, I mean, like at one point in time, it was over and over again. Help me. Help, yeah, help me, me. Help now. me now. Well, yeah, because she got to a point. She's like, OK, we'll do it now because Naoma was like working against this other entity yeah. that's there his, who was referred to as Jim. 
and uh, she, or James that came yeah. up, James or Jim. And uh, she's like, do it now. Help me now. Help me now. Help, like over and over and over. It was over like there was like over. a window of opportunity. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm sitting here in this chair and I'm holding these rods and, uh, and they just like cross in front of me. Yep. And so I'm like, hey, what does this mean? And Naoma said, uh, it usually means there's a positive energy there yeah. or something. So at the, at the time that this happens, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm internalizing again that positive white light. Yep. And on the board, it says Josh Light. Yeah, it's, it literally says Josh Light. And like she's like, do it now, do it now, do it now. And so Naoma begins sending and I'm doing my best to welcome her and push her to the light as well, um, as well as trying to fight off this Jim character yeah. who I'm trying to shield because I don't want him right. getting into me. I don't want him getting into you, getting into Naoma or the growly Mitch or Clint. <laughs> like, and so we're just going, man. And I mean, there's a way more. It's like I, my brain is so lost on this i'm like i i wish clint or mitch had been up to video to videotape it, it. Yeah. i know that's that's what i don't I think any of it got videotaped so i you know just for for listeners to know i wear a watch that tracks my heart rate mm-hmm. so um one of the at one point in time uh she said something about um, you know josh light or something and and so my my uh i got a chill a shake i like just rushed over my body and after the fact i went back and looked at that exact moment when that happened, I remember looking at my watch. My heart rate had spiked up to like 145. Whew. So, <clears throat> yeah. So then, the, so I've got that going on, and so then, then it then it calm, calms down, and then we continue to talk some more. And um, I think at one point in time, she said uh, she feared for us because he was there. Yeah. So then I think you know, for at least for me, I start thinking about sending the white light out, repulsing this this bad guy right away yeah. but still giving it a, a window opportunity for uh, for mary to cross yeah, i could i felt her leave me like i dropped like my body just dropped like i literally felt her leave me and rush you know and it's almost like you were the subway train straight up right yeah um but yeah it was interesting man and she said a lot of other stuff she had said her last name was sturgeon yep um, uh, you know, and then she she gave us a date, uh, yeah, three twelve nineteen, and yeah. so we were like, was that when she was born? Right. Is that when she died? Was that something that happened this past year? You know, we're yeah. in nineteen right now, right? Uh, I don't know. Well, and that, and I think you know, if you take the whole nineteen uh, nineteen, mm-hmm. and you put that with when the houses were you know kind of constructed in that era, then yeah. it, then it kind of fits that maybe that's where. You know, she she could have died during. You know, it may not have been built. She could have died during, like it was still a construction zone or whatever. And right, and we think that that there was no death record of her because we actually found a number of uh, Mary Sturgeons. Yep. Uh, in the area that was either born around that time or you know ten twenty years before. Um, but yeah, I mean, she, she was a woman, and we kept getting this idea that she was a prostitute. Possibly, and if she was a woman of the night, there would have been no records. No one would right. have been looking for her if this man killed her and threw right. her in the in the, in the river. I mean, people probably would have just said she moved on to the next town or whatever. Yeah, the case whatever. Was. And so we don't know, but I mean, we definitely found some Mary Sturgeons. Um, Various spellings of the name as well. Yeah, there's just, quite a bit in the area. It was it was really interesting, and uh, it was it was. I've never really done that. That's never really like I said happened to me before. I've never. Oh, what's it called? Um, trance work's not the right word, um, but yeah, it's not possession either. It's it's in between there. Yeah, um, I can't think of what it is. But it's like uh, ghost. Yes, <laughs> that's never happened to me before. I mean, I was not in control. Like it was the it was the craziest thing that has ever happened to me, um, and it 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 was just intense, man. And and Naoma was intense. I mean, there was like this triangle, right? It was like this Bermuda triangle between the three of us. But just... I mean, you know, at one point in time, I think after she talked some more, she gave us some more information. She said something about "I'm gone" or something, "I'm leaving" or something like that. Yeah. And at that moment in time, again, my heart rate spoke. My heart rate spiked up, and I got that cold rush over me again. It spiked up to like one forty-seven, one forty-eight, and um, and then yeah, and then it was just like, you know, you were done. Uh, Naomi was done. Everybody was like, "Let's let's take a break." And yeah, we took a break and just chilled and listened to music yeah. for a little bit. <laughs> but I mean, that was 
that was the craziest thing that I've ever had happen to me, and it, and it really did open my uh, my third eye, so to speak, yeah. around this kind of stuff. And I I would say that I'm uh, probably less a skeptic today than I was before. Yeah, it's amazing what'll happen when you're there. Um, and honestly, it's it's almost like a little bit of adrenaline rush. Yeah, I want more. Like yeah. I want to do it again. <laughs> it again, like Anakin. I want more. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it was nuts, man. Uh, and so that was definitely the most intense part. Yeah. And so not to uh, waste that, <laughs> you know, but that, that we're just telling it chronologically. Right. Um, so we chilled out and we just talked about that for a little while. Yeah. And, you know, Clint was dead too, man. Like, uh, you he could was, tell. Yeah. He, now granted, he was also tired, but like, so at that point, the three of us, the triumvirate, <laughs> the whole trinity <laughs> here, we decide, all right, everybody's been gone. Let's head downstairs. Let's go downstairs, you yeah. know, like I said, Doug Shuddy gave us the entire run of the entire place right. besides his living space. And so we head downstairs, and uh, I believe Naoma said, let's do the lounge area first, right? Yep. Yeah, so we go hang out in the lounge area. She felt something in there. I didn't feel something as much, um, but it definitely... I mean that whole place, everywhere you went, you yeah. just felt something. I mean, for sure. The um, yeah, the so the is that the the lounge areas were the stage, the, the, the smaller stage, stage? yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, I mean we, you know, you know, it felt like something in there. Um, I, I gotta be honest though, my my thoughts in there were still on what happened upstairs. Yeah, and maybe that's why. That's all I was thinking about too. Um, even the words app was not helpful. Nothing was really. Yeah happening um you know i think we went over uh went down into the kitchen uh that was number one just a really neat space yeah really cool <laughs> space I, I tell you what i'd never been down to the kitchen and uh it was very different than what i imagined it, I mean, it was just from a from a historical point of view to think about what that kitchen likely looked like in the 1930s oh, when it was right. built yeah you know we you know we think we may have identified like where the coal chute was and all yeah, that kind and of we stuff. were like oh man i wonder if this had anything to do with prohibition oh yeah it was, it was just really cool <laughs> <laughs> and then the other the other side of the basement the other basement down there yeah was, the storage area yeah. that was much bigger and definitely a lot spookier so like you open up the doorway to get down those steps and it's just stone yeah like <laughs> it's like like mortared stone and it almost feels like uh, I think at one point in time you were joking, like you push against the yeah, rocks and, like, it, <laughs> and like it opens up. And there's a secret passage or something. Yeah, who I and I man, like that, what do I say? Like there's some old like satanic ritual site down there, or, or like, something like maybe they used it for like the underground railroad underground, or something. Yeah, like, oh, that's why I said underground yeah. railroad. Yeah, yeah. So okay, not to stop what you were just saying, but yeah, very cool downstairs. But Naoma just showed up. Yeah. Hi, everybody. So we were just <laughs> we just finished talking about the whole Ouija board. Uh, sending Mary to the light, yeah. and it flipping your hand around, yeah, like all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah, like the, that. The, the Ouija board thing flew out of your. Hand. Oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. it flew out of my hand, and I was just talking about how when she left, I just like collapsed. Yeah, and of course the growly Mitch monster, um, <laughs> the wildebeest, the wildebeest. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what are just some quick thoughts from you about your experience there? Okay. My thought is that I feel like whatever is at the Bardstown is actually connected to Doug. Now, here is why. Doug was out and about, and we had a lot of activity. Like, mm-hmm. we all had feelings like something was around us, and we were all really uncomfortable, and, like, we were getting a lot of, like, psychic intuitive stuff. Mm-hmm. Then, Doug goes home. Like, in his home is... Oh, I probably shouldn't say where he lives. <laughs> but Doug goes home, and suddenly it gets pretty quiet. Yep. And I'm kind of like, hmm... Whatever here seems to like Doug. A lot. Yeah. And Doug says all the time that there's that woman there that's always around him. And, you know, I just like plain out ass. I was like, is her name Mary? And he was like, it makes sense. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and just, you know, the trickster and everything mm-hmm. that messes with him. And, yeah, it is absolutely there. And, you know, he talked about the other owners. They're always like. The ghosts, huh? Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so they've known since it was Fat Cats, like that there was something yeah. haunted there, right? Uh, that w- you know, we had Fat Cats, Big Dave's, and uh, a couple other things that were there. We know the pharmacy, the we pharmacy, a about. long time ago. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, some of those owners—that's the first thing they say to him when they talk to him. Like, oh, so how about the ghosts, huh? So. I really wonder if it, when it was a pharmacy, if there was a doctor's office attached to it. Well, that's more than likely that's, because at that time that was pretty. That was a normal, pretty common thing. Even the Whispers Estate—that was part of that. Well, like my uh, so my grandparents' house that they lived in was built in 1825. Mm-hmm. 
and one side of their house was a doctor's office, and the other side of the and, and then above the doctor's office was a school a school room. Interesting. So it was like an interesting thing to put together, but while it was they're down there cooking meth, this <laughs> oh wait they didn't. <laughs> but, it, but it was also like way out in the county, so I mean I could kind of see where that would be the case, and the doctor probably served as the pharmacist at the same time. Totally. So yeah. and uh, it makes sense, then. especially with it you know just being plantation land before then a turnpike and then the buildings were there it makes sense that they would have like a big hodgepodge in one right absolutely uh but yeah we we were so thankful to have you there and just we were talking about you and i being the psychic ones picking up but josh (laughs) is now a believer (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the party the third eye is is fully open now fully open and we've been referring to the three of us as the triumvirate so (laughs) i like that i like that a lot yeah let's just go around and find ghosts to help cross over that'd be awesome yeah that would be awesome question did anything follow you guys home nothing i i always cleanse myself i mean make sure the way josh was shooting white light everywhere i'm sure he (laughs) cleans it cleansed everybody Everything is gone. <laughs> uh, I had something the first night, but it wasn't anything from the Bardstown. It was actually a family member that came in my dream and was like, girl, you need to be careful. Mm-hmm. So I think they were like, you're playing with things. <laughs> well, so that, tisky, tisky. So that is interesting. When I went home and, ha- and went to bed, I did have a dream about my, uh, my grandfather who had passed 12 years ago. Interesting. So I never slept. Still <laughs> <laughs> I've been awake ever since. I, I I will say since then I've I have had intense crazy dreams. Some I of have them two. bad, some of them okay, but they've been intense. Mm-hmm. I had a dream just the other night. I rescued these two kids from this flood that was inside their home, and then I take them to this like abandoned building just to get up above the water and there happens to be an axe murderer there. What? Who is trying to kill the kids? Uh, it was crazy. Yeah. Let's talk about the metaphors in there. No, <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> no more Dr. Pepper before yeah, bed no more for Dr. you. Pepper. No. So, but yeah, uh, we at, at this point, and you're welcome to stick around or leave. Uh, but at this point, we went down. Uh, we're, we're downstairs already. Mm-hmm. We did the basement, and we're in the bar. This yeah. is my favorite this is, part. Yeah. So, like I said, we're pretty sure because Doug went to sleep, like the the activity's gone. But we're right. all three at the bar. Not drinking, of course, uh, but we're sitting there and we're just like, if you're here, give yeah. us a sign, you know, all the classic <laughs> nerdy stuff. And all of a sudden, we're we, the ice machine drops, oh, like, you know, like it drops ice, and we all just go, <laughs> yeah, like step and screams like I a fall little girl. Into Josh's and a- laugh, I yell, <laughs> yeah, it was just crazy. It was amazing. <laughs> and what's great is like right before that, we were asking for signs. I, I was sitting there and I was like, okay. I heard you knock on something. Mm-hmm. Be a little bit louder. Yeah, we kept so hearing the, tiny little yeah, knocks. Yeah, tiny little taps. It's kind of like, boop. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, be a little bit louder so they can hear you, too. And then that's when it happened. Yeah. Boom. Oh, I screamed. But, we laughed so hard. But it, but you know, it dropped. I mean, that, it made a big noise several times. Yeah. Right. right? So I mean, like, it, would pr- it produced a lot of ice. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, if, what if the ghost was just in the ice machine? Yeah, yeah. maybe. Just like, all right, guys, oh, there's that get movie ready Ghost for in this. the machine. It's yeah. Ghost in the Ice Machine. <laughs> there it is. Oh, man. But yeah, we had such a good time. We were just talking about, man, I wish Clint or Mitch had been videotaping oh, yeah. the Ouija board <laughs> that whole stuff. Because the been... Ouija board stuff was like literally the best part. Oh, yeah. That was really passed cool. Passed out, gone, sleeping. Pretty I mean, much. we were there till 5.30, so yeah. like, we were there late. It didn't even feel like it was late. No. Like, it was like a weird time warp. Yeah. Well, because we were so upstairs for so long. Right. Yeah. Um, just well, the and we, attic. And we got there when it was already dark, and it was still dark when we left. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's hard when it... Yeah, we didn't get in there until like 1130 midnight. Yeah. So. Right. Uh, but yeah, it was a really, really, really great time. Like, yeah. I had such a good time. It was yeah. fun. Let's do it again. Yeah, we, we need to. We will absolutely be doing that again, um, you know, and go check out the Bardstown. You know, we still got time to talk more, but I'm just... I, I love... Everything that happened that night was just so much fun, and I, I wish we had cataloged everything. I, you know, I'm sad that we didn't get a lot of evidence. Right. You yeah. know. Well, I'm still listening yeah, to... Yeah, we said that. Uh, yeah, you guys are still going through your right. stuff. By the way, I have heard some things on it. Ooh. But I'm going to wait until I can present it to you. Well, we yeah. talked about Clint's, and, you know, we played that, so that little piece is on there. You know, it actually made even less sense after I talked to Clint, because I thought it was when we were in the green room. Mm-hmm. And in the green room, there's you know, someone lives in there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We talked figure. about that. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we th- I think Jim lives in there. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah. Someone's totally in there. But 
we didn't actually like hear anything or feel anything while it was just me and Clint. So the area where Clint and I felt something was in behind the stage. Because I remember we yeah. were walking in there and I was really uncomfortable. Right. All four of us walked through bad yeah. there at one point. Yeah. Right. But this was when it was just me and Clint. Uh-huh. And we were looking back in there and we were just kind of sitting there. We were just like, all right, well, if you're back here, make a noise or something and trying to like communicate with it. And we didn't get anything. We didn't get anything. And then that's when the noise happened. I thought it was when we were in the green room, which it could have been Clint in the green room. But no, this was behind yeah. the stage. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about how you, if you listen to that clip, you can hear it's it's a different distance mm-hmm. from Clint's voice. It so is. like it's it's weird. Yeah, it's and it sounds like they're like who it's almost like who are you yeah or hoosier who, yeah hoosier is what it yeah. <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> and that was us <laughs> and uh we are the hoosiers yep yeah i don't know like clint is not a hoosier so it was not about clint no <laughs> and it was oh it could be that it had a country accent from being from kentucky could be or i mean we don't know i mean you know one of the ghosts could have been from across the river too right right so. Who knows? Be like family. Who's your nose? <laughs> Who's your, Who's your <laughs> nose? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh man, what a what a great absolute fun time. Yep. It was good stuff. It awesome was good sauce. Stuff. I know some people at the Culbertson Mansion, and I'm going to make it happen. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Just letting you guys know. Yeah, Let's I love do the that. Culbertson I Mansion. I do too. <laughs> and if you, any listeners, if you're out there, if you have connections to any. Uh, normal haunted um, homes or places like Farmington right. and, uh, or any of that stuff, hit us up, give us your connection, let us know. Or if you're those people, hit us up, fearscapepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to come out and uh, not only do a ghost hunt, but just do a story. Right. You know, talk about interview I mean, you guys. and you know, and, and like, like we did here today, you know, we do a little bit of history, talk mm-hmm. about a little bit about, you know, so it's not just us talking about the ghosts in the area, right? It's us talking about history of whatever the residence is or the mm-hmm. building is or whatever and then and then talking about our experiences there so. yeah and uh also i wanted to say since naomi's here she's getting ready to drop her album lavender I and Thieves. so let's quickly talk about that because i want to play one of your songs oh, okay. on here as well we can give you one a new one to play oh yeah i would love that so i'm i'll introduce it but i won't know what it is <laughs> but yeah t- <laughs> talk to us about the lavender and thieves album all right so we got a new album it's dropping on november 3rd um, it's called Solar Plexus, which is one of your chakras, and it's the one that helps you with, like... <laughs> is that Sunday? Uh, yeah, this Sunday. Yeah, so when this airs, it'll have just dropped that day. Heck yeah, go buy it, people! Yep. Woot, woot! But uh, it's called Solar, Ple- Solar Plexus, and, you know, that's your chakra that's all about confidence, which very meaningful to me, because this is my year of building my confidence, and all the songs were kind of formulated and created for five years like Mm. five years in the making and a lot can change and a lot can happen in five years and it's kind of like a roller coaster ride of you know grief because we lost a bunch of people um anxiety right i know you have a song isn't it called yeah it's actually called anxiety Mm -hmm. and i wrote it when i was having a panic attack interesting i would have just been like <laughs> that's what I do when I have my panic attacks. <laughs> well, I cry a bunch, and then I'm like, I'm going to write this down. Yep. But yeah, um, so I mean, it's it's kind of like a big old journey of the last five years of my life and um, songs that are about it. So it's pretty much just my psyche, guys. So um, you get a little little peek in there. Yeah. So we're gonna play a little clippy, clippy do, maybe even the whole song. Here yeah. we go. about what it is. 
All right, so make sure to check that out. Lavender and Thieves, Solar Plexus is the title. Where can they find this at? Uh, it'll be on Amazon. It'll be on CD Baby, iTunes, and you should be able to listen to it for free on whatever that streaming thing Spotify. is. Spotify? That's the yeah. one. Uh, but support your local artists, guys. Yep. Go to CD Baby, oh, right? Is that where they can buy it? Yeah. They can Good. Give me some money. <laughs> and also listen to her show every Wednesday, CHQ Country Roots with the Mountain Mama, Naoma. <laughs> and, uh, of course, she'll be back, as she always is. And uh, thank you so much for coming on. And we're no going to wrap this show up. Let's get out of here. Uh, but, yeah, thank you to Doug Shuddy and the Bardstown and the entire staff. Uh, those guys all were so, like, what do you guys need? What do you guys need? They all have stories. Uh, we didn't get them because, you know, <laughs> most of them are actors and actors are lazy. Right. Uh, I am one of them. I can say that. <laughs> uh, but we will, like I said, hopefully have uh, Doug Shuddy on sometime. That'll be really fantastic. Um, but, yeah, Bardstown. 1801 Bardstown Road. Go to thebardstown.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see me perform there every first Saturday and every third Saturday with Improv 502. Uh, and yeah, make sure to check out Lavender and Thieves Solar Plexus. And I guess we got to get out of here, um, yep. but we got to get our listener story in real quick. So this is another story from Stephen Stanek's friend, Joe Alvarez. Yep. And so check this out. Speaking to the elementary school, Stephen brought up Stephen Stanek. I remember being near the school and seeing people walking through the halls on the weekends. I can remember hanging out under the library window behind some large bushes where we would hang out because, you know, it was shaded all day and it was hidden. And we would hear people talking inside the library. We would pop up and look into the window and all the lights would be off. That's important because... These were the kind of lights that had sensors. If someone was in there moving around, they would have come on. We, as kids, would sit and tell stories about the school and what not always, you know, exaggerating. You know, sometimes you do, but as a whole, everyone with slightly different but similar experiences in the area. You know, Stephen spoke about a white light, and I immediately got chills. While living in that house, I had a recurring nightmare. I used to wake up with sleep paralysis, constantly. It would take about 40 minutes before I could actually start moving. During some of those times, I would see a white light flooding my house. I could see family floating over their beds, while the entire house was completely lit up, as if there was spotlights in the ceiling. I've always chalked this up to just being a nightmare until I heard Stephen talking about his experience. That was just at my house in the school. I've got more. All right, this dude has just got the spookiness yeah, happening. Yeah, that's... Um, the spooky-ooky. The, you know, motion-censored lights that don't come on, but they hear people talking. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, send your stories to... Uh, Podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear them. We want to hear them. Uh, but we got to get out of here. This has been Stefan, and I will catch you on the flip side. This has been Josh. The truth is out there. And uh, Naoma? I'm Naoma, and I've seen some stuff. Yeah. And remember, uh, hold those blankets extra tight, and uh, we will catch you guys later. Good night. Good night, folks. Good night.